...taking mental ownership of a Nissan, much less a Cadillac. For landing somebody in a car, another trick is, every car on your lot, you program the number one radio station button to gospel music, the number two button set to rock and roll, the number three to jazz. If your prospect looks like a demander-commander type, the minute you unlock the car, you set the radio to come on with the news or a politics talk station. A sandal wearer, you hit the national public radio button. When they turn the key, the radio tells them what they want to hear. Every car on the lot, I have the number five button set to that techno-raver garbage in case some kid who does party crashing comes around. The green color of the hillbilly's eyes, the shit on his boots. Salesmen call those mental pegs. Questions that have one answer, those are closed questions. Questions to get a customer talking? Those are open questions. For example, how much did your plane ticket set you back? That's a closed question. And, sipping from his own cup of whiskey, the man swallows. Staring straight ahead, he says, fifty dollars. A good example of an open question would be, how do you live with those scary, chewed-up hands? I ask him, for one way? Round trip, he says and his pitted and puckered hand tips whiskey into his face. Called a bereavement fair, the hillbilly says. Me looking at him, me half-twisted in my seat to face him, my breathing slowed to match the rise and fall of his cowboy shirt. The technique's called active listening. The stranger clears his throat, and I wait a little and clear my throat, copying him. That's what a good salesman means by pacing a customer. My feet crossed at the ankle, right foot over the left, same as his, I say, impossible. Not even standby tickets go that cheap. I ask, how'd he get such a deal? Drinking his whiskey neat, he says, first what you have to do is escape from inside a locked insane asylum. Then he says, you have to hitchhike cross-country wearing nothing but plastic booties and a paper get-up that won't stay shut and back. You need to arrive about a heartbeat too late to keep a repeat child molester from raping your wife and your mother. Spawned out of that rape, you have to raise up a son who collects a wagonful of folks' old thrown-out teeth. After high school, your wacko kid gets to run off, join some cult that lives only by night, wreck his car a half a hundred times, and hook up with some kind of sort-of-not-really-prostitute. Along the way, your kid gots to spark a plague that'll kill thousands of people. Enough folks so that it leads to martial law and threatens to topple world leaders. And lastly, your boy gots to die in a big, flaming, fiery inferno, watched by everybody in the world with a television set. He says, simple as that. The man says, then when you go to collect his body for his funeral, and tips his whiskey into his mouth, the airline gives you a special bargain price on your ticket. Fifty bucks, round trip. He looks at my scotch sitting on the tray table in front of me, warm, any ice, gone, and he says, You going to drink that? I tell him, Go ahead. This is how fast your life can turn around. How the future you have tomorrow won't be the same future you had yesterday.
My dilemma is, do I ask for his autograph? Slowing my breath, pacing my chest to his, I ask, is he related to that guy, Rant Casey? Werewolf Casey, the worst patient zero in the history of disease, the super spreader who's infected half the country, America's kissing killer, Rant Mad Dog Casey? Buster, the man says, his monster hand reaching to take my scotch. He says, my boy's given name was Buster Landrew Casey, not Rant, not Buddy, Buster. Already my eyes are soaking up every puckered scar on his fingers, every wrinkle and gray hair, my nose recording his smell of whiskey and cow shit my elbow recording the rub of his flannel shirt sleeve. Already...